are, what it be. Tis time to tell the tale of the sea beast and review it on this episode of The First Ones to Die. We're going to talk about all the things. Talk about ale and creatures and hunters and traveling against the high seas, hunting down foul beasties. And you can hear our whole talk about it. When you grab an ale, grab, I don't know, crackers or something that pirates ate. And listen on to The First Ones to Die. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the First Ones to Die podcast. We are happy you are joining us right now. My name is Jonathan. I'm here with Alex and Jerome. Alex, why are you giving me side eye? Does y'all get really weird? So we recorded two. Both of you just get really weird when we record two in one night. <laughs> like, I'm here for that energy. I'm having fun. Just the energy is so yeah. It be time for more first <laughs> Just keep doing pirate voice the entire time. <laughs> How has your week been, Alex? Good. Um, well, my week's been my week. But look, I have another drink. What it's is that? Fanta, it's Fanta. Now that I've seen. What the Fanta flavor? Yeah, mystery flavor. Oh, it's a yeah, mystery. Yeah, I've been meaning to get one of those. Live on air? <gasps> Yeah, I've been, been missing doing this, that. Jonathan. This has become the new thing that Alex has been doing. She's been tr- slowly trying to poison herself with new drinks every episode. You know what? It's better than poisoning myself with alcohol, right? Like, that's the thing. Okay. Live t- taste test. Oh, it doesn't smell good. Well, it's soda, like- so... <laughs> soda still smells good. Most sodas don't. You ever smell Coca-Cola? Okay, she's drinking it. It's a kind of oh. blue co- color. It looks kind of like-, like Windex. It tastes like coconut. I feel like I just drank sunscreen. Coconut flavored soda? Oh, no. Oh, the second taste is worse. Does it taste like coffee? I don't know what this is. It it tastes like coconut, a weird flat. Like it's fizzy. It's like weirdly extra fizzy. Also, is it cold? Yeah. I think I just have things out in the house. Well, it didn't look it didn't look like it had condensation on it from the video, so I thought it maybe it was just room temp. No, it's just awful flavored. That's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, this didn't kill me. It looks straight up like Windex. nothing will beat the flaming hot dew. All right, I'm telling you now. That's like the the ultimate. <laughs> have you seen that video? That was awful. I made the worst decision in my life ever getting that. No, I'm Mountain Dew. See. That was flaming hot Cheeto. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. Like the spicy Mountain Dew flavor. Spicy Dew. I I forget a lot of things in my life, but that's (laughs) got to be one of the top three. Yeah. That's saying something. This is (laughs) tastes like fizzy sunscreen. I don't know what it's supposed to be. Wow. It's like that Willy Wonka uh, (laughs) gum. It's soda that you can drink and you can put it on a sunscreen. It protects you. Just like, do you guys awful. remember the KFC sunscreen where you could smell like chicken? What? What? Yeah. KFC was doing a promotional thing. They've done this before. There was one point where they sold nail polish that the nail polish. I know they were selling clothes you could, like, at one point. I know if you like, if you licked your fingers with the nail polish, you it would taste like you know Kentucky Fried Chicken. They did sunscreen I'm sorry, they too. Were, they were encouraging people to lick Ingest nail polish. Nail polish. I mean, it was edible, so. <laughs> okay, really quick. Edible does not mean 
one should eat. It I just mean, means one will not die when consuming a little th- bit. That's that's okay. That's the point. <laughs> it's, you know, so uh, as another, th- it's no different than when uh, friggin' Wendy's put out a mixtape, Hamburger Helper too. Uh, <laughs> so you know, it's just like one of those physical promotions. So uh, KFC put out sunscreen that was terrible sunscreen. It was not very good. It did not have a high um, uh, SPF rating, but it could make you smell like KFC chicken, to which I'm like, why would you want to, in the sun, smell like KFC chicken? And there'd be no chicken around. You know what I mean? I want to sit in a giant pool and become chicken soup. So I can kind of, I get get the train of thought. I still want to do that and say, just sit in like a hot tub and then people put in like, I, I feel like that's a step towards cannibalism, what I'm doing. It's encouragement of it. Don't actually eat. I just, I want to know what it feels like. Jerome, to be chicken noodle been? soup. <laughs> also, my, uh, I was fine. Um, I don't really have much to, to, to say. Although I was, I, trying will, to, I was trying to get Alex out of some trouble there. But I don't have much to say, but I will, I will plug uh, the Milestone Generations documentary came out. It is on <clears> HBO Max currently. Yours truly is in it. For all of like literally two seconds, <laughs> I am in the background. If you blink, you will miss me. But um, it's not about me. It's a, just a great documentary talking about the creation of Milestone Comics, how uh, Dennis Cowan, Dwayne McDuffie, uh, so many others helped start that company and uh, make it to what it is today, and also the Milestone Initiative in general and its mission. So if you want to uh, celebrate Black comic book writers creators that sort of stuff watch this documentary i encourage you to i will post it on my social media too um but just you know but like probably by the time this comes out i'll have already done that but go check out the documentary it's on hbo max it's worth it it's and it's just a good documentary in general even if i wasn't in it i would tell you it's good so that's cool i'll take a look at it tonight what's going on with you jonathan What's your pop culture? Yes, I've been teasing this. Um, Well, first, and I won't talk about it too much because, yeah. Um, So Big Brother started a couple weeks ago and it it started off on a horrible note because there was one person in the house. She was getting bullied. She's a black girl. She was getting bullied in the house, ostracized. But, and um, anybody who's watched Big Brother up until this point, you will know that there's been a change in the house and the bullies have been getting their comeuppance. So I've been appreciating watching the show um, in the, in, in the past week, it's been, it's been a good week for, for, for big brother fans. Um, also Beyonce's album. Oh, that it just dropped. Released, yeah, that yeah. just dropped. I just started I listening to it. Yeah. No skips for me at all. No skips. Every song is bop i love the album i've listened to it uh one and a half times so far that's oh, sorry. as much as i've been able to to listen to it um i'm just but... imagining you driving down the road you will break my soul <laughs> you will break my soul did you have do you have live a- live feed access footage to like my car or something because that's for me um, <laughs> you gotta get, you gotta give into it when you would enjoying that music. You gotta just let your whole. I mean, it's a good it. song. Break exactly. my soul is a, a, a jam. Is. And I literally today um, at work, so we have like music that plays into the courtyard. I forced 
them to play a Beyonce uh, play. So they were playing Beyonce all day in the courtyard <laughs> uh, because her album was released today. So um, yeah, that was that. I, I'm, I've been loving the, uh, the the new album. Great, great work, Beyonce. And we got uh, parts two and three to come apparently. So um, two and I'm three, what? <laughs> yeah, this is just part one. Renaissance part one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so she's trying to do the weekend thing. <laughs> I guess. Probably. Yeah, the weekend's currently. Um, although, like, it, it makes more him, money just to do parts, though. It makes more money to well, do things in parts. I just mean like because the weekend right now he's doing a trilogy. Well, he's done one before, but uh, now it's like After Hours, Don FM, and then I don't know what the third one's going to be. But they're supposed to all three. It's why they all sound similar and have that '80s synthesizer like pop sound. Is they're all supposed to tie together as like a one story, uh, kind of. So it's, it's, it's just an interesting idea. It's cool, though. Yeah. Really quick, uh, for anybody who wants to try that uh, mystery Fanta, it, I'm now nauseous. <laughs> so It's like you keep hitting new phases of this, so, oh of, like, this experience. Like, so it like hit me. I was like, wow. So phase one, disgust. Phase two, nausea. Phase three, death. I don't know. <laughs> we can only hope. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but that's really cool. I haven't listened to her. I didn't know she dropped a new album. Mm. She kind of did it in secret. because She put out the single and she didn't say anything. And then she was just like, that also she was like, and I'm dropping an album. <laughs> like, and Yeah. So, and, and on top of that, she was like, I'm dropping an album. And when it comes out this month and it's like, oh, what, this month? <laughs> Already it was like that's but crazy. that's more warning than she usually gives that she's given in like the past ten years. True, as recently she's just been dropping stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's got. She's like, yeah. I just feel I'm gonna make one song. All right, go right. ahead and send it out into the world. <laughs> uh, that's cool. I'll give it a listen. Yeah, I love. Yeah. Like I said, you gotta when the music comes to you in the car, you gotta feel it because it's especially in your car. It's, I feel like exactly. you, you have to. You have to sing out loud. You have to like. Kind of like do a little concert in your own car. Yes, my driving time is my me time. Like I love same. I sing in the car this. all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um. So what do we? What do, Jonathan introduce us to the yes. what we're watching? So we watched the new Netflix film called Sea Beast. It's an animated film from. Yar. The uh, filmmakers of Moana and Big Hero 6, which I did not know until about a couple minutes ago. Um, And it tells a story about a young girl who stows away on a ship of a legendary sea monster hunter. Uh, They launch an epic journey into uncharted waters and make history to boot. It stars Carl Carl Urban, uh, Zaris Angel Hader, Jared Harris, Marianne Jean-Baptiste, uh multiple other people um who else was in there there was somebody else in there uh your boy alex uh it's not showing up on imdb but what's his name um british i got man. a lot of men <laughs> I got a lot of men apparently <laughs> um, my what's boy. his name the british guy uh it showed up on that, google i can't find I him say, now. that does not narrow it down like at all <laughs> yeah it doesn't <laughs> Oh, I this, got is my all this is not your guy. Never mind. This is not your guy. I got my countries. Dan Stevens. Dan Stevens. He's my guy. I like Dan Stevens. I think he's dope. <laughs> I got somebody's guy. <laughs> I mean, Carl Ur- Carl Urban's my guy. Okay. I love Carl okay. Urban. That man. 
Uh, but anyway, if you have not listened to one of our movie reviews before, how we do it is we first give our non-spoiler thoughts. So our general thoughts on the movie. Did we like it? Did we not like it? Were we in between? And we'll give you a warning, let you know that we're going to spoiler territory and dive all deep into all of the plots and twists in the movie. Uh, so who wants to go first? Does anybody have any, you know, first thoughts on, on this movie? I was looking up Dan Stevens. I have no idea who that is. I just <laughs> he was to... in. Uh, he played the Beast in the live action. Movie. Yeah, I was say he's in Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, I liked him better when he looked like the Beast. Um, I thought this movie was what? Don't be hating on Dan Stevens. <laughs> like he I mean, did he's something. Like, to okay, you. what you mean? I confused him with the other guy. Who's the other comedy? Who's the comedy guy who was in Jungle Cruise? Oh, um, Jack, Jack Whitehall. Jack yeah. yeah, see, I like Jack Whitehall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like Dan Look, Stevens. He, he's you a, would qualify he's a, Jack Whitehall as your boy, right? Yeah, I, he okay. would qualify as my boy. I like him. My boy, my boy. Anyway, my son. Back to this um, movie. I didn't know. Well, one, I didn't know Carl Urban played the main character or one of the main characters. Me neither. He until played, just now, uh, Jacob Holland, and it was I. I it was so weird because I heard. I watched the movie. I listened to it. And I did not recognize his voice, and that was so weird to me. And I think I'm used to now hearing him on The Boys, where his voice is all like scruffy mm-hmm. and like, it's all like, like yeah, like Batman style going on. Yeah. So like, I think maybe that's why I was recognizing it. But I thought the music, the music, the movie was super cute. Um, music was music was music was cute. Music too. music mm-hmm. was a good flow. It fit well with the movie. Um, the little girl, her voice. And the character was adorable. I really love how they were able to actually do her hair properly. And it looked like actual, like, she, the little girl's, like, considered black, right? Mm-hmm. Was she, like, Caribbean or... Well, it actually looked like a black little girl's hair. It had cute bounce going on, and I loved it. Um... And that little blue sea creature, which we'll talk more about. There's a little blue monster in Sea Beast that is just so adorable and squishy, and I want them. Listen, we gotta sell toys somehow, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. They well, they did right on the money. Adorable character. Mm-hmm. In the the one you just want to squeeze until the eyes pop up. Mm-hmm. That serves no other purpose other than just to be cute. Just Although to sell he did toys. Serve a little bit of a purpose, but we, we'll get into that in spoilers. Too, so. Yeah. Um. I mean, I don't really have many thoughts other than this movie was cute and it made me feel good. And I like the thought of Sea Beast. It has freaked out a lot of people out. I know this because there is a scene and this is not spoiler territory because it's it's all over TikTok. It's all over everywhere of when the Sea Beast is retreating back into the water and Carl Urban's character and Zara's Angel Harder's Harder character are floating in the water and the sea beast is just slowly returning back in the dark. You see it slowly it is, disappear. Yeah, it freaks so many people out. And I see it, and I'm like, that's really cool. And then I'm like, would I go into the ocean? And if I saw that, would I be chill or would I freak out? <laughs> Pretty sure I would freak out. I mean, the but at the same time, I'm watching it animated it looks like a snake. Like, and I hate snakes. So I, I, I love snakes. Out. I love, I would love to get a snake. My mom gives me all the crap about it because she's like, you shouldn't get a snake. Snakes are... And I'm like, but it's... To me, they're so cute. Lizards are really cute to me. But <laughs> No, lizards are um, cute. Snakes are demons. 
they have like puppy dog faces? <laughs> what, what did you guys think of the movie? I I enjoy. I have similar thoughts. I thought this was a cute movie. I enjoyed it through and through. I didn't know really what it was about. I just searched sea beast, knew that we were watching it, and clicked on it. I just knew that it was about a sea beast. Uh, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. I have to say the thing that I am most taken aback by from the movie is the animation. I really liked the animation. Not so much like the characters, but the environments were so, I feel like, well animated. At some points, it felt like I was looking at animated characters in like real life environments. Um. I love the fact that uh, the cast is very multiracial, um, especially for the time period and like, um, and like uh, area or environment or whatever, or setting that they are portraying in that you don't normally see many people of color in these types of media. Um, And the fact that they have two, not one, but two dark-skinned female characters that serve an actual purpose, dark-skinned black female characters that serve the actual purpose of the movie that like help progress it forward and are an integral part of the movie. Um, I really appreciate that as well, especially in an animated film too. So, um, and once we get into spoilers, I really liked uh, kind of the message that uh, was, it's kind of not so and kind of subtly implied um, at the very end. So, yeah, I enjoyed it. Jerem? Uh, I hate this movie. It's trash. And uh, nobody <laughs> should get No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just oh, wanted I to see you reaction. serious for a second. <laughs> I was like, damn, all right. We're going on this one? No, I just wanted to see what you would do. Uh, that's right, audience. I just got you. Because I know there's a lot of y'all that are just like, what? No. <laughs> This movie. And yet, when this is posted on social media, it will cut out at a certain time. <laughs> and then you forget, Alex, I have the power of editing, too. I'll just put the rest of it up there. Jerome said, I got access to the accounts, too. <laughs> the damage uh, will be done. Um, no, nah, I like this movie. I think it's great. Um, I think the biggest thing I like about it most is that it doesn't feel like it falls into so many of the cliches a lot of animated movies are these days, especially Disney and Pixar right now, where they feel like they have to have the wacky character who's just there to tell jokes and fall down and be stupid and fart and stuff. It's like, this movie's like, no, we have a serious thing we're doing. We're going to do a serious tale, but also, yeah, we're going to have a few few laughs here and there, but for the most part, there's going to be a serious animated film with um a lighthearted tone to it that's it and i i really appreciated that i think it was really well done well executed it wasn't too silly um for the sake of just being silly because it's supposed to be a kid's film it was like this feels like old school pixar to me um with how well this this movie does balancing the lighthearted moments with the really serious moments and it gets serious at some parts like there's there's some parts where people are like threatened to be murdered (laughs) like and it's not a joke it's like no they are fit to die and it's and it's taken seriously and the gravitas is there and i appreciate that it's very rare we get animated movies with that level of seriousness heck the last movie to 
make you feel like there was going to be that was Lightyear. And even Lightyear fell into those same traps of having the bumbling, like, silly character. So it's cool that Sea Beast was um, stuck stuck to its guns and was really good. Also, um, I think the creature design is interesting. I like the the creatures. While the, sea, the main Sea Beast, I don't know if that's very, like, elaborate and cool. I, I, it's, it just I, felt very smooth. Like there was no texture on this creature at all to me. That that was one of my qualms too. I was like, the this the beast doesn't look scary enough. Maybe maybe like Well, I don't I didn't need to made, look scary. I just needed it to look like it had like like because the first creature like they fight toy, kind has of. like yeah, because the first creature they fight has like scales, it has like different textures, it has different layers to it, it feels very like well designed and there's another creature in the movie that looks well designed and the main creature we spend most of the time with looks so simple it looks so and i i think that was in an effort for you to like the care like the creature because it's like oh it's so cute and it's so like it's so like it, it looks like a plush toy to me the whole movie i was like this not in that literally it looked like a plush toy but just that i'm like i can see that if they want to sell sea beast merch this thing is going to be a plush toy and it'll be super easy to sell, to make. It will not require a lot of like, like assembly. It, but it's kind of like <laughs> a very walrus simple. connection where it has like, it's the flubber, blubber style and it's smooth. It's supposed to be smooth. That's what I was getting that. It, Cause the way I had the flippers, it was almost like walrus and blubber style where their texture is just smooth. There's no like creases like, or you know things like that when it comes to like other certain types of fish or aquatic animals or mammals i guess it's kind of a mammal ish i don't know it can breathe in and out of water well it can like hold its breath really well because it, it looked like it was like an air like a air bubble almost was over its nose its nostrils which is why no water was coming in um yeah so it's it's weird but nonetheless um i, I like this movie i think the little girl in this movie was the right amount of taxing without <laughs> getting to that edge of like getting to that over to the over that line to the point of annoying like she was or just enough yeah she was yeah. just enough of like a nuisance but you still love her you still like are um, are with her that she was pretty good um, I think Carl Urban does a great job I also did not know that was him um, doing the voice uh, when I watched mm-hmm. the movie. Um, also, Jared Harris does a great job as Captain Crow. I think he's fantastic as uh, as that character. Um, I would like to see Jared Harris do more cartoons. I don't know if he's or uh, just uh, voiceover work in general. I don't know if he, he's done a lot, but um, he's great here. We, he's fantastic. We like your voice. We don't want to see your face. <laughs> no, he's great in live action too. Well, he's going to be. But I mean, in, uh, he's probably been hiding Sherlock Holmes three. Since yeah, he was in Morbius. Yeah, I'm about to say his last movie was Morbius, so he's probably like, you know what, time to do some voice work, just for a little bit. <laughs> so, so people remove me. He was also in a TV Morbius. series called. He was also in a TV series called The Beast Must Die. So wow, he think he has a thing for movies where beasts have to die. <laughs> but um, like yeah, I, I like I like this uh, movie a lot. I think it's a, a pretty decent. Uh, animated film i encourage more people to watch it and i think it's uh you know netflix gets a lot of misses so it's kind of cool to see them get a hit <laughs> i mean i just watched the gray man not too long ago mini review for that coming out eventually and 
yeah, I wish I had watched the CBs first. <laughs> like, to, to keep the palette clean. <laughs> to refresh her. But then, but then you might be on this podcast jaded. After no, you're saying I would have watched the gray man the gray. and been like, you know what? The sea beast is trash too. And nobody should watch yeah. <laughs> But the gray man's not trash. It's just, it's just very all right. It's very in the middle. Um, but uh, but uh, yeah, I like the sea beast. It's great. It's great. I, I mean, it is called the gray man. <laughs> um, so we're going so into spa- spoiler, spoiler territory. Um, where do we want to start? Uh, man, listen, let me tell you something. I does not expecting this political uh, part of this that's movie. What I was gonna, that's what I was going to get to. Well, that's what I kind of liked about it. <laughs> no, it was great. I just, I was just like, I came here expecting us to hunt some sea creatures, maybe befriend one. And now you're out here pulling out the whole politics thing of like, the government's been lying to us the entire time. They've been writing the history. They've been telling us lies. And I, the whole time I was just like, don't believe that black person, shoot them. <laughs> shoot that police officer. So basi- basically, basically, <laughs> We just anyone, if you haven't to seen it and are just listening to our <laughs> review, uh, the little girl in the movie, uh, what, what's the little girl's? Uh, Maisie. Maisie. The little girl in the movie, Maisie, she is the one to stand up and fight for what's right to all the adults. And, and she and uh, Jacob, they end up befriending the sea beast that all of these, the government is trying to kill and all these other pirates also, are trying to kill. How is this one the worst? Because they fought the first, the first sea beast they fight in this movie has like tentacles and stuff and it can grab people and pull them into the water. Well, see, that's the thing is they, they, they killed the scariest and they're like, oh, we still need a sea beast for people to fear. Well, they were saying that the red blunder was like the worst of them. That's why everybody was hunting it. They were, that's, that's, they were lying. That's the whole point. The red bluster. Yeah, they made something. That wasn't I actually it was a, the thread, red a thread for a couple seconds. So I actually thought so too. <laughs> I was like, okay, it makes sense. Something irritated, and you want to get rid of. No, it's that whole point that like it's not a threat. They take the non-threatening thing and make it insistent because it's easier to make it so because it's gonna be scared of you. It's gonna run away. It's gonna hide. So only people get glimpses of that red horn, and then you get glimpses of that little that you know face in the water. So it's enough that people haven't fully seen it to not be to be scared of it. It's fear of the unknown, of course. Mm. But I don't yeah. know anything. I haven't seen this, but hearing about something giant and red that wants to eat me, it's gonna it's gonna make me a little nervous. But Maisie yeah. and Captain America are the two black people who I guess can stop all white people from interrupting any of their speeches. Because because Sam Wilson got the same treatment where I'm like, oh, so ain't no white person gonna stop him because they would. They would not let him finish the speech. And the fact that Maisie got to say all that, I'm like, ain't no one gonna stop her? Ain't no one just gonna fire the cannon prematurely and to she, take out this little I'm girl? I'm sorry, oh, you, 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 go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say, she was, she was basically telling everyone that, you know, the history that we have in our history books is not accurate. The beast is not attacking, the beast did not attack us first, basically. And um, I kind of thought she, she she was she said a little something in that speech she was because, uh you know the whole put the whole point of the speech is uh boils down to black history is our history um <laughs> 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 I, well, okay 
what I got from that speech <laughs> is that the history that is written is not always accurate, um, which we've learned to, to be true, especially in American history. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's what I meant to say. Black history is, Ameri- is still is American history. It's not just black history uh, was the was the crux of her speech. Um, hashtag sea beast. <laughs> uh, okay. How are we going to transition from this, Alex? I, I, this is not my portion of talk here, no. I mean, the video, I, I will say that scene, though, when they were in the water and the sea beast was down there made me laugh because it feels like the sea beast was just like, what, y'all got something to say? No, Mr. Sea Beast? Yeah, I thought not. Now, if you excuse me. Into the darkness. <laughs> he is the dark and shadow. I am uh, the shadows. <laughs> like Batman. <laughs> my God. That movie. If I didn't like it as much. Yo, someone should. Alex, um, you should do that for TikTok. When you do that, just, just cut in. Like, they, think, the they think I'm hiding in the shadows. I am the shadows. <laughs> just fades into the darkness of the sea. It's such a stupid. <laughs> That movie ended up, I ended up liking that movie so much, but that first scene, I cannot let it go. That was the most stupidest line. Um, but going back to this movie, we were talking about the animation. Like I said, it was so well done. And what my favorite part about this animation was that the characters actually looked different from each other. Oftentimes yeah. with like Disney films, like all the female characters, all the female characters will look exactly alike. These characters, these the female characters had such different faces and they weren't all just like perfectly round either. Yeah, some are and old, some are young, some are different uh, races, yeah. like some are Asian, some are black. Some had bigger noses, some had smaller noses, some had, you know, higher cheekbones, some had no, like, it was so well done and you could see the characters being so individual, which I am so happy that animation's finally taking that next step to create actual other characters i get if they reuse these like designs in other movies but you really shouldn't copy and paste in the same movie well here's the thing it's not that animation can't make that step it's being lazy like disney has their preset um like models right and so they just copy and paste things over the same models but it's like yeah but that's a disservice to variety in your within your yeah. own movie of cast members if like you're just going to use the same models for everything yeah and this movie you got to see it how well it, if you put in that work or you're willing to put in that work the quality of the film it just becomes something else um with the sea beast i i mean the the red i like one i love how she names the character <laughs> the sea beast by their color yeah, and she's, she's like, like red and blue red and then he's like, okay, great. He's like, I'll, we'll go back to town. I'll get you a cat. You can name it gray or white. You're going to have a whole rainbow coming after us. <laughs> um, I think that's cute. With the sea beast, he kind of reminded me of Toothless. I had to train your dragon. Um, yeah. She. Because remember, it's a she. Oh, yeah. She reminds us. Oh, yeah. Well, really? that's at least what the girl oh, yeah. says. No, no, no. Naming her. I think red. it was yeah. she was a she just because of the, how the eyes looked. Like there's a certain when I was in school, there's certain rules you do to, an, to animation as far as like characteristic details and the way her eyes are softer at the edges as opposed to being so rigid 
implies that she is a female character creature i get what you're saying it's weird for but sure but there it's it's just here is a just weird a, thing. it's also a beast so it's like listen you'll be surprised to, there's rules to even if you make like a rat character like boys are supposed to like you oh no no have you like a, you a, see a, it. an ear because they're supposed to be more rambunctious if they're like a little kid versus female mice peep creatures are supposed to have like perfect ears it's weird it's a weird like <laughs> like thing did you know on this is really random but uh on rugrats phil and lil one of them has detached ears and one of them has uh attached or earlobes and one of them has attached earlobes i didn't know that but i could see that like lil having detached ones because then it almost looks like she's eventually going to get her ears pierced so they can have like what looks like earrings mm-hmm. eventually. Okay, uh, I'm looking at a picture right now. Phil, there is an yet episode Lil has, where they. Yeah, Lil detaches. has detached earlobes and Phil has attached. Kenny kind of promises in the future she'll have earrings, so it's like a noticeable thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like the episode. There was an episode where they she just put the bow tie on Phil, her little uh, bow clip, and they're like, watch this. And he cries, and the mom's like, I don't know what it's about girls. They just cry a little bit more. And Lillian's like, see, see, nobody notices when we do stuff. Um, um, but I can see the toothless, the toothless comparison. Yeah, just it looked like toothless red. to me most of the time, especially when I got like this close and I was like huffing at her. I was like, mm. it's like toothless. <laughs> I mean, it comes <clears throat> with that whole creature that's more intelligible, but looks goofy trying to make friends with the humans. You know, the, th- the best thing, too, is that every character's motivation in this movie is so well fleshed out. Like, you understand why um, Captain Crow is doing what he's doing and why he's so, like, aggro to, like, hunt down these sea beasts. You understand where Jacob's coming from. You understand where Maisie's coming from. Like, everybody is so fleshed out as characters in this movie. And I think that's the best part of it for me because I'm like... The worst thing for me is when you have an animation uh, or animated film and you can instantly tell who the villain is because they're either so lacklusterly fleshed out that it's like, okay, and when do you turn evil? Because I had that in Incredibles 2 where like they're trying so hard to set up Bob Odenkirk's character as the villain. And I was like, no, it's the sister. I I can already tell. Let me guess. She's jealous because he got everything and she got nothing. And that's and that's exactly what her character was. It's like he has everything, and I don't have anything, so now I'm evil. And I'm just like, okay, well. <laughs> so I always think that's weird with sibling rivalry movies. They got everything. Well, move on, then leave them. Why are you? Why are you? Or do more to get what, rather than be evil or something. Just you are a thirty-five-year-old woman still following your brother around and being pissy that you didn't get what he get like. Go have your own life. I this is not a good enough point to be a villain. All right. So um, I, I like. I really that liked about this movie. I agree with that, and I like Captain Crow's, um, where he wasn't and he wasn't really a he wasn't a villain. It almost came off that way because he tried to almost kill Jacob near the well, end. Well, it's more like he like he tried to kill Jacob. And then he was he was ready. I thought he was like. I thought he was going to be mad at Maisie when she cut the line, but I thought it was going to be a thing where he's just like, ah, 
ah, ah, just like an old man. Now he pulled out the strap. He was like, bring the girl to me right goddamn now. I'm finna put, I'm finna blast her away. She ain't got no family. Ain't no one gonna miss her. Bring her over here. I will kill this girl. Yeah, he he was ready to kill the man he called a son and then kill an innocent child. And all for this. And it's that Moby Dick style where it's the obsessive nature where you become the obsession of catching that white whale or that red sea beast um, that clouds your whole judgment. And I really like that they did that with Captain Crow because a lot of the times those, those characters nearing the end who are the father figures or the characters are like, Oh, okay. I'm going to side with him. I don't know what's going on with you boy. And I don't know why you're trusting these people, but I'm on your side, you know, but he was like, no, like screw everybody else. I don't care what you think. This is like something I have to do because he wanted to end his story so much on this, on this chapter, uh, this way. And I do like the metaphor of the story a lot in this because a lot of them were thinking about their story. Mm-hmm. And right away it was brought out with that book where Maisie's reading to the other orphans about these heroes, about this stuff. And, you know, it wasn't really true. And then we go to, Captain Crow, where he's talking about his book, and he's like, these are all the amazing sea beasts that we have killed, and this is going to be my end, and this will be the beginning of your story. And it's like, the amount of stories that we not only read from, like, books and stuff, but the stories that we collect, that we think may not be as interesting to others, that may be something normal in our lives, such as his, like, catalog of, like, the sea beasts, is extraordinary to others and it just really paints that story to me that like how your story may be going and may intertwine with somebody else may cause your story to like throw itself off the rails he tried so hard to end his story the way he wanted to but then he realized oh i this uh, this is not gonna end the way i have to and i was wrong and but he was trying so hard and i really like that they did that with that character they didn't make him give in to his father-son bond. They actually made him a real character where it's that obsession is so real. Yeah. Uh, this is kind of going off topic a little bit, but it's just an observation and uh throwback that I had while watching this movie. But I don't know if you guys uh, watch this movie when you were younger, but I was giving, I was getting major flashbacks to the VeggieTales Jonah movie when I was watching this movie. Do either of you guys? I know it well. Yes, yes. you remember that, Jerome? I do. Um, I don't I know. Think if I think in a repressed memory, I do. I don't know if I was catching that, but I was catching very much uh, Sinbad vibes. Uh, the mm. card, I don't know if either of you seen the animated movie of Sinbad with uh, Brad Pitt. Um, but, uh, it, it gave me very much, at least the beginning of this movie, very much so. I thought for sure, um, Carl Urban's character was going to die. Either die or become the villain. Cause I was going to be like, ah, he's the young, let me guess. The old man's going to befriend the sea beast and become like his, like, and, and realize the error of his ways. But the young man's still going to be like, you're, that's it. You, you, you changed old man. All right. You know how I go. We kill sea beasts. That's what we do. We do this every day. <laughs> and it was cool I to know. see the reverse of that. The, 
I only I only knew he wasn't going to because they made his character more attractive. They will not. No, they made they I made mean, his character listen, if it, attractive. Have you seen Frozen? That the villain in that movie is a very attractive man. <laughs> but he's the villain. The That's what I'm saying. Jacob is the hero. So it's like but Jacob. I, I was like, I was prepared for Jacob to have the heel turn. Like you like him for a long period of time, and then eventually he just goes too far. He's he's too ingrained. He's too indoctrinated in the in the mindset of okay. the sea beast are the are the are the enemy. Period. Are you are you talking before or after? No, 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 way before. I'm talking about like when we first meet Jacob and and Captain oh, Cold oh, in the good. very beginning. No, like after. After they fight the sea beast and then Jacob survives, I was like, "Oh no!" And it's like he's he's the hero because <laughs> mostly because I was like, "He's too good to kill." Either they're going to kill him now to make to give some character for Captain Crow, or he's just not going to die because he's the main character because he's too good at this. Like the man's throwing spears and like I... like he's got like he is Hawkeye from the MCU. They would have killed Thanos if Jacob was on the team. <laughs> he's he's incredibly good at what he does. I, I don't think that I would never saw that for him, mainly because of the way they pre- presented uh, his hesitation for taking over as captain. That hesitation he had, that was enough to be like, he's unsure if he wants to lead and keep fighting these CBs. So that was enough for me to be like, oh, yeah, you're not going to you're not going to like continue on with this. This is where you're like hating of the sea beast because he didn't really hate the sea beast. He was just like the other pirates did. He wasn't like he's like, hey, I'm here for, you know, the fun of it. I'll throw the spears because you're my captain and you order me to. But he was like, just loving life on the ship. You're my crew. He was trying to do morale stuff. Which is to the end. Right. I do like in that scene right after they get, they attack the sea beast that, uh, the first round, he's doing a speech to, you know, help the morale and everything. Well, the guy in the back is trying to sew him up. <laughs> yeah, that was a great. That's what he's I mean like, by like, he's like, those are some great tongue in cheek details that are funny and clever but they don't take away from like what's happening in the scene it's not a distraction to like because we need jokes right now it's like no it's a funny joke that's happening in the scene that if you pay attention to it you laugh you laugh and if you don't you'll at least still get the emotional resonance of him being like hey you guys are my crew you are my boys and girls and we are going to team up together (laughs) to fight these creatures (laughs) Yeah, like I, I just forever. like how they did that. If anyone was going to get <laughs> sacrificed in this movie, I was hoping it would have been the captain. Because by the end of the movie, I was like, little girl, you, you can just get out the way at this point. I mean, you made a good speech, but you just let the beast eat the captain and let's all get on with our lives. <laughs> I mean, you're, I feel like you're not wrong. Here's the thing. Well, like, she's the, the she's the real MVP. All right, she saves everybody. Everybody gets to go home when Maisie's around. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that I if they do love- a sequel to this movie, that we get to see older Maisie, like as an adult. Mm-hmm. Maybe Jacob will be like she an was, old man because she was wise beyond her years. Imagine in a in a few years what she's going to do. I loved her quote when she said, "Maybe you can be a hero and still be wrong," because that's very true, and that's what makes heroes interesting. When we watch a TV show, we have a hero protagonist. And one of the main reasons why you might watch a movie uh, or a TV show and you have a protagonist that's really boring is because they're perfect. Selena series. Uh, We're looking at you. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, (laughs) but, uh, (laughs) 
um, heroes are flawed, like people are flawed. And that that statement to me is just really true. You can sometimes be a hero, but still be wrong. Yeah, and we do that a lot of days with just heroes in general. When you were talking about fleshed out characters, we end up just putting only their good on front. So when they do, you know, when you find out, oh, they aren't actually that good or they aren't that. I mean, we do with celebrities too. They aren't that good. Oh, they did this. It becomes like 10 times worse. Cause like, no, 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 no. You're supposed to be this. It's like, no, you are still human. You are right. still, You're still a, a person. Up. You may, you, you are a hero to me, but like that doesn't make what happened. Okay. And it doesn't, you know, change what happened. Um, you know, and, that can just be said for a lot and it's allowing characters to exist in more realms than what you place them in and i really like that thought too when you say that when hero you can still be a hero but still be wrong it allows the possibility of different realms of like an individual even for ourselves and going back to the whole story analogy where it's like you can be the main character of your story but be an antagonist in another story and then get to be the villain in somebody else's story Mm -hmm. the layers that an individual gets to be it it makes it everything better and when you get to present that on screen like they did with sea beast again going back to captain crow he got to have layers he had the father-son relationship he was the villain for a moment he was the old man just trying to end things on his terms he was fighting for the beat against the beast that took out you know some of his crew members but he was also a man of obsession. He was a villain in Maisie's story because he was trying to harm her friend and almost murdered her. Yeah. So it's yeah. if Jacob hadn't, I would, I still, I still, I was board, not prepared for that. He was ready to just like straight up murder this girl. <laughs> like, it's- yeah, I was still not ready for like how, like he's like, let's just kill her. Let's get this over with. Like, I was like, Oh, Thought you were gonna try to like make some sp- humor or be like, ah, we'll keep her, it's fine. Like we kept you. He's like, nah, let's just deal with that. Uh, Very straightforward on that. Uh, what's her What's her name? Dang it, because uh, I want to get it right. Uh, Marianne John Baptiste. She was great too um, as mm-hmm. uh, Sarah Sharp. Um, I think it was interesting her character, even though she doesn't get as much to do as uh, Crow and. Um, Jacob, when she is there, she has she just has presence, like and uh, not just with her, you know, character because her character's design alone tells a thousand stories. Like, how the heck did you lose a leg? I, what is with all the weapons? Like, and are you skilled with all of them? She, you know, like she's a I badass. Thought she was when she first popped on screen. I thought she was the main captain. Yeah, yeah, me too. That, yeah, she's she's uh, there. There, uh, she is easily like a textbook example of solid character design like she just yeah. instantly like, upon looking at her you have a thousand questions that you want answered and you were interested into her in that character so um just visually she's um you know has gravity to her but also uh marianne just has weight to her voice like she can make it uh and even when she's in live action films she always just you know commands the room so it's cool that she does the same thing here in voiceover. Like while we can't see her physically, um, uh, vocally, she still has such control. Yeah. She has a presence. And I felt like that character was really cool. And while she doesn't do much, the little she does do is really important. It's really impactful. And I think it was a cool character to have as like a strong supporting character for the ship side. 
to be kind of that other voice of reason um, in Crow's ear to be like, I mean, I know we want to kill. The, I want to kill the beast, too. Listen, I'm on beast. I'm on team kill beast. All right. I'm with you. However, the woman looks like like she looks like a rat. <laughs> like she's got a rat face. She looks like she's going to eat the first person she sees. And you want to trust her? I, I'm just saying. <laughs> it's bad. It's a bad decision. Oh, you're talking about the the, the 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 royal lady? No, the weird witch that he like the, gets the, the poison from. She... Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I will say something else about Sarah Sarah Sharp character. I loved when nearing the end, where she's like gives Maisie some water, and she's like, "We'll be home soon." The way Maisie spits out the words, "Oh, first, what did you?" First, um, like most loyal first mate, or, uh, yeah, or something mate, like that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Most loyal first mate. The way she likes the the actress who did that, uh, Azaris Angel Hater, Hater. Anyway, Hater. The way she was able to say those lines were was so strong, and I really loved it. It kind of sent a chill. I was like, ooh, like that's supposed to sound good, but you know. You know she's hitting you below the belt right now, and she's making that just sound like the worst thing ever to be. Especially, of course, to you know Captain Crow, who's like going off the deep end. Like they're saying, this is the best thing about you, but like right now, this is the worst thing about you, and you're fully aware of it because you can't look me in the eye now. Um, so talking about like power and control in your voice, that little girl did so well when she said those lines. I was like, yeah, that definitely hit her. And then they showed that how the character was affected by it being like, almost being like, you don't give a damn what's right or wrong. You're just being loyal to your captain. And usually that would be great. In storybooks, that would be great. But in reality, you can't do that. You can't just be loyal blindly. That's how you get into trouble. Mm -hmm. Um, Grades? Should we go into grades and final thoughts? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I, I would give this movie a solid uh, A+. Uh, plus, I love this film. I think this is one of the best animated films you've gotten in a long time. Uh, to know that it's on Netflix, too, is both a triumph yeah. and a shame at the same time. Because it's a triumph in the sense <laughs> that like, it's, it's cool that Netflix can still put their money into producing content like this um and i mean you know and of course you know we have stuff like arcane and uh they had kipo way back when so it's like you know they've made good animation projects but still it's a shame in that it's just on netflix so if you don't have a netflix account you're not watching this movie and it didn't come out in theaters so it's not going to come out on dvd or something like that so it's like you know it's a shame that not enough people will get to see this i feel like that should give this movie the attention that it deserves um because i feel like if it had more attention we could see a c we could see like more cb movies or maybe like a cb show or whatever the case may be like flesh because i also want to know more about this world too especially now coming off of this the way this movie leaves off it leaves off very ambiguous very open-ended so there's no like it's not like there's a definitive ending like they're investigating more about the government and you know who knows what will happen to more of the cbs now who knows where jacob and Maisie are gonna go now that Jacob's not a hunter anymore, what he's going to do. So it's there's a lot of questions that they could answer in a sequel or like a spinoff series or something like that, that I think would be really cool to see. So I hope this movie gets more attention and more. It's, so far, it's getting great buzz. People who have seen it love it. 
and uh, it's getting great reviews. So hopefully Netflix listens to that and makes more of this uh, series because I think it would do well. And I think there could be a lot of great story they could buy from it if they use this same team and make uh, more uh, of this content because I think it'd be fantastic. Jonathan? Yeah, I, again, I, I enjoyed this as well. Um, I loved, like I mentioned, the animation, especially the visuals at, I couldn't tell if it was dusk or dawn, but those scenes when they would just, when they would just have those visuals during one of those times, um, I thought it was, I thought those visuals were amazing. Um, the the one the, probably the one like issue non issue that I had with it was the design and I don't really look at those things usually if it looks cool it looks cool to me but uh, the design I guess of the uh, of the main sea beast of the sea beast uh, for similar reasons that Jerome you mentioned uh, but other than that I thought the story was great I thought the cast was great I thought the visuals were great. I thought it was fun. I thought it was an adventure that I loved going on. I think if they do end up doing a sequel, which I could also see, um, I could see them bringing back the same cast with the same villain since, you know, they kept him alive. I could see him wanting vengeance this time. We didn't get, we got a, a, enough time with the captain to see his kind of arc into becoming the villain, but we didn't spend as much time with him as you know, we could have. So I think a sequel could definitely explore that. Um, my rating, I would probably give it, I'd probably give it an A. Um, I really, I really liked it. And uh, I had a lot of fun watching it. I think I would give it an A too. Um, it's got a clear, deep message, which is nice, but it doesn't like take too much of the film from it sometimes when they're trying to portray a message in in a film or an animation they kind of lay it on real thick and it's just like i i get what you're saying but at the same time you're not doing it the correct way feels like a like you're just kind of just stomping out the actual story that was written and trying to lay in this it's just i think it's just placing it badly this was a clear-cut message but it was done perfectly that when the message was delivered you didn't feel like oh they're just they just threw that in there it was so well and the little girl's voice was so powerful i really love the styles of the different people they were able to place in there i thought the sea beast was fine i didn't <laughs> look at its skin as much as you guys i guess um i'm still shocked that this was carl urban not like oh my god how could he but like that I didn't recognize him. It's more that I didn't recognize him that I'm upset. <laughs> um, and it's also just a good, cute movie. And that's just something to enjoy. Um, the animation was cute. The characters were fun and interesting. And you feel good after you're done watching it. You feel like happy. And I think that's something we kind of need right now too, just to enjoy something. And who doesn't love the ocean and the sea and the vast mysteries that are hiding within it? Well, a lot of people from social media. For those people watch Treasure Planet. I, I don't 
Oh, that's the one in space. We keep talking about it and I keep forgetting. <laughs> right. Uh, if you're scared of the other, you want to see pirates, go to Treasure Island. I don't. Is that Disney? Pixar? What that's is that? Disney. Dreamland? I think it's Disney. That's Disney, Disney proper. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Sure. Go to go watch that. Um, <laughs> but also watch Sea Beast. Um, it's just a good film with a good message and good animation for once. You know, you don't really get all three of those together. So go, go and watch not it. just not just for kids. It's for now. This is a family, family movie. Adult, this is not just like a yeah. kid movie. I think I think it appeals to kids. You know, if kids were to watch this, they mm-hmm. would have a great time. But I think it's this is a family film. This is something that the adults could watch with their children, and they would have just as good a time, if not more, um, watching this film. This is great. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Nice. All right, and social medias. Uh, Jonathan, go. Yes, you can find me at Jonathan Keys on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you please. You can also follow us at The First Ones to Die on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, uh, anywhere. Um, you can also email us, the first ones to die at gmail.com. I better get this out fast because Jerome's about to fall asleep on me. Yes, and- <laughs> He's going to hug his fan and walk away. Yes. Um, and please, if you're listening to us on uh, your, your podcast uh, listener uh, service, uh, please give us uh, the highest rating, five stars, and leave a review. We would love that. That would mean a lot to us. And it would help more people uh, like you find us. Um Jerome, where can people find you? Oh, you can find me at not Jerome Rhett on Instagram as well as at RoboZooMedia and at Jerome underscore the underscore show. See other creative stuff I am working on. Um, if you want to also c- check out some extra content that you can't get on the audio platforms uh, for the podcast, check out our YouTube channel at The First Ones to Die. Uh, you can see all types of stuff like gaming videos, vlogs, book reviews, mini reviews for stuff we just couldn't do a full podcast for, um, extra content like our first ones to die talk uh, series. Uh, by the time this goes up, I don't know if our one on San Diego Comic-Con will be up. It'll probably be up the same day. But regardless, you know, check it. You can check it out there. And also, of course, video versions of all of our podcasts. So if you want to see all of our lovely faces, go on over there. Check that out. Oh, excuse me. And uh I was going to say something else, but then the burp made me lose my train of thought. <laughs> and, oh, and uh, speaking of YouTube, for those who are watching this one on YouTube, comment below. Tell us what you think about the Sea Beast. Did you like it? Did you not like it? Um, would you like to see more? You know, or what other animations did it remind you of while you're watching it? All that good stuff. Uh, but Alex, take us home. He- you can find me at Alex and nobody on Instagram and on TikTok. And as well on TikTok, you can find the podcast account, The First Ones to Die, where I post little clips of episodes, as well as just random videos that I'm doing because I get bored. Uh, <laughs> you can also just send us suggestions, DMs, or, you know, stuff like that. If you want us to review particular movies, shows, or topics you think we should hear about, or if you have a gross drink you want me to try or something, that's spooky because apparently this is becoming a thing. I it, think I drink. I think I drink, think I think I drink Windex. I, I'm pretty sure I drink Windex right now. Um, but just let us know uh, in your comments or wherever you're streaming this, and have a good day, night, or whenever you are listening. Bye.
Bye. See you next Bye. time. Bye.